Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. What's up, man? I thought you were going to let me introduce myself. What's up, Sebastian? Oh, I mean, I, I can if you want me to. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, what What's new in your world this week? Um, not a lot, man. Just, you know, watching kids kick soccer balls. Been to a couple events where I watch other people kick the soccer balls. I'm just a spectator. Yeah. Um, might be a spectator tonight and watch some other kids kick soccer balls and maybe get a trophy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think we're actually gonna this might be the first time where if if we do go, where it'll be me, you, and potentially Kyle, all three of us together in person in quite some time. Yeah, none of us have, are telling someone else's kids to kick a soccer ball. No, that. I don't, when's the last time with the three of us have been together? Might have been at the farewell ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> when's your scheduled? <laughs> I don't know, man. Did you schedule your own? Yeah, man, I scheduled my own thing. All right. So, all right, You're waiting for somebody out. to schedule it for you. There's not, That's definitely not happening. I was hoping someone's going to like schedule it for us. No. All right, well, I'll talk to Kyle. No. Um, Brittany, did Brittany come to the farewell ceremony? She did not. No. Okay. So Hillary. Yeah, that's because it was yours. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I'm um, trying to have that like at an exclusive place. Exclusive place? Not exclusive, but like as long as whatever place I can wear shorts and a t-shirt. I mean, and I got a vegetarian menu. I can figure that out more than the the, okay. the outfit yeah, is they more. Got french, they got french fries. Exactly, the outfit is more of my my problem. Oh, I'm not talking about like no, I'm not talking about nothing like that. Oh, I thought you were talking about like some VIP place. <laughs> you gotta walk. No, behind, going on you, gotta, you gotta walk behind a rope or something. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> if Kyle uh, still had his truck, we could just put the tailgate down. And <laughs> my, my, I mean, he's got a jeep. We could we can figure that out. No, I'm not sending back a new Jeep. <laughs> um, you want to talk about diamonds real quick? Um, you can talk about the diamonds. I haven't seen them in a week. <laughs> I know. Well, no, I do want to talk about the schedule because the schedule's officially been announced. Uh, we've we we've posted the schedule. Uh, make sure you follow uh, on Facebook at Delaware Diamonds and on Instagram at D E Diamonds U W S. Um. But first game is in about a week and a couple of days, a little bit over a week, Sunday, June 11th. We got a scrimmage this coming week. We got a scrimmage on Monday against uh, South Jersey Barons. Um, but we got, yeah. What S-Jeb stands for? Huh? Is that what S-Jeb stands for? Yeah, South Jersey Barons. <laughs> um, uh, we got June 11th at Coppermine, um, June 17th at Keystone. Then we get a little bit of a break. And then we play Friday, June thirtieth, um, at home, home opener um, on the Nemours Field uh, in the Chase Fieldhouse. Home openers next year, five five p.m. Uh, July eighth at Baltimore Blast, and then we close out the season with two home games: Sunday, July 9th, uh, against Baltimore Blast, and then we host uh, on Friday, uh, July fourteenth. We host Coppermine. So exciting stuff! Make sure you come out free of free entry. To everybody free entry if you only if you listen to the podcast free entry 
<clears throat> if you don't listen to the podcast, uh, you got to Venmo us five bucks. Five bucks, yeah. You wear certain colors, you got to Venmo us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only, yeah, only, only black, white, and gold are allowed to be worn, or red. Or those are the four colors that are allowed to be worn. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I'm covered in black and white. No orange. Don't show up in orange. Gray. You can wear a gray. I think I think my new colors are black, white, and gray. Um, and green's always allowed. Green's green. always allowed, especially green. when it when it's in my hand. Green and yellow, <laughs> always allowed. Green's always allowed in my hand. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I'm excited. It'll be it'll be fun. We you know we're we're you know we had our second week of practices. Um, slowly getting getting the team ready. Um, I think so this, we, man, some of the players are accusing me of not even being a part of the team. <laughs> some of the players are accusing you of you not being real. <laughs> so like, you keep talking about this Dwayne guy. Is he real or like, is he just made him up? No, nah, I came up with a decision. I'm only showing up to the games this year. You got, you got all the training sessions. <laughs> oh my God. That's not cool. <laughs> um, I get tired after a while. Um, well, let me know you're tired. I'll, I'll show up and do a. I mean, I had to I had to jump in goal the other day, man. <clears throat> oh man, yeah. So if I got jump in goal, that's not good. Well, I mean, I don't I don't mind it, but you're 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 more uh, you're more more excited to, for those opportunities. I mean, listen, I get accused by little kids of giving up goals. Every goal is my fault when I hop into a scrimmage. Yeah, and. I feel attacked. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like grow my legs like magically six inches? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Go touch a leg post. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, count the light posts. Yeah, go count the light posts. Um, so yeah, so we're we're excited for that. Um uh would you want to give an out give an update about high school soccer? Yeah, I mean the the it all comes together tonight. You know, it's what you've been working for since March first, February twenty yeah. seventh. Was it February twenty seventh this oh, year? Twenty seventh this year. Yeah. Uh, so in the D two state final, you got Archmere versus St. Mark's. Yep. That'll be at on Friday, June second at Tonight. six o'clock. Night. Night. Just because uh, my fellow host here had his dates mixed up. That that's what the dates that were posted on the bracket. It wasn't me. It's Saturday, June second. You got to go with the you got to go with the date. Yeah. Um, and that'll be at Delaware State University's main campus, not their downtown campus, the main yeah. campus. This will be in the football stadium. Football stadium, right next to Home Goods and PetSmart. Alumni stadium. Alumni stadium. Yeah, seven seven bucks, I think, to get in. I'll be one of those guys out there. Get your tickets. Tickets, tickets. Who needs tickets? <laughs> you gonna, you gonna scalp tickets for scalp tickets. Ten bucks, man. No change. Ten bucks. They're selling them for seven. Yeah, but then you gotta have change if somebody hands you a ten dollar bill. You buy them online. Yeah, but if I buy the tickets and I sell them at the thing, I'm selling them for ten. And in that way, I don't have to worry about change. You give me a twenty. Well, I guess you just bought two tickets, bro. <laughs> I, get I, think you a plus one. I think your math is off on on uh, what people are willing to do. Oh, people are willing to pay. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people willing to pay to watch this 8 o'clock showdown. 
if you if you if you tell them that the game is sold out, but you got only you got the only tickets left, even though the game's not sold out. I got field level seats. <laughs> Club seats. VIP passes, you either just hitting out lanyards that mean nothing. <laughs> lanyards with your ticket stuffed in there. You just, just show them they let you they'll let you stay on the field. There you go. <laughs> you play a halftime. Yeah, there's a halftime game. There you it's go. a halftime game. You're I'm down at the 35th, 35th minute. We'll we'll stamp you. <laughs> you're just sitting um, there with a, with a with a paper plate, and you're just gonna play that game they play at the Union game where they gotta pass a thing from one road back to the other. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get a cutout of uh, Anthony by then. Yeah, you might be able to. <laughs> you got to spin his head back and forth. There you go. Gotta spin his head, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll um, use Anthony at the 6 o'clock game. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then we'll um, use the Delaware Union players at the 8 o'clock game. So at 8 o'clock. Yes. The 8.15. 15 DIAA, 8 o'clock. 8.15. But, okay, go ahead. The, the 299 showdown, these schools are only separated by, like, five minutes but they got to drive 40 minutes south to play yeah. each other. um apo versus middletown rematch um so i think it's gonna be an interesting game seeing that middletown beat them in overtime this year scored a walk-off it was a walk-off it was it, it was a walk-off um they have those in i mean this is a rematch of last year's quarterfinal where middletown beat apo three to one. Oh, the late game Yep, that was a light game. Um, a light game. I mean, if you think about it, Middletown hasn't gone to a final in a long time. I mean, they haven't gotten past the semifinal in such a long time. In general, um, it's been two years since Middletown? they got past the quarterfinal. It's been two years since they got past the quarterfinals. Didn't they go to the final last year? No, they lost in the first round against Middletown. You're talking about, you mean Apo? I mean Apple, sorry. Yeah, I mean Apple. My bad. My bad. My bad. I'm an Apple. I'm an Apple. I'm an Apple. I'm like, um, but but like uh six years ago, or no, five years ago, it was Middletown um against Apple in the first round of the playoffs. Um before that they lost to Middletown um in uh on the 2016 or the 2017 season. They lost to Middletown in the second round as well in the semis. Um, it's been a long time since Middletown's or Apo. I keep saying that since Apo's gone there. Um, it's been a really long time. I'm trying to look back and lost a CR. I mean, it's I'm I'm going back, man. They didn't make the playoffs ten years ago. I mean, they um, haven't been open that long. You're about to go into there. They didn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the the thing is, like, even if you go back to 2010 or 2011 season, you know, they lost. This is back when St. Mark's and them were in the same uh, place. Because it was one division. It was one division. Yeah. I mean, they that lost. Was, that was the days. Actually, Apo has never been to the state championship on the girls side. Interesting. Well, there you go. Yeah. They haven't been open that long. They haven't been open that long, but I just think it's I think it's a credit to Lance Barry for for the work that he's done there. Um uh, uh, to be able to take a team that's been one year. Obviously, he had a he has a he had a good incoming freshman class as well that made an impact. But at the same time, I think you know the credit credit to Lancers for 
for for getting that team to where they are in basically he I mean he took over that team what in January, February? Late in the game in February. No, December. It might have been December. No, it was January. It was January. No, it was it was late. It was it wasn't it was late. Because I, I remember I remember we found out one day when we were at the indoor league. And that indoor league started in January. Broke the news. Um, do you know who the last division one champion was that's not in Padua? It's Middletown. Yeah, you know who the coach was? Yeah, Derrickson. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's twenty sixteen, right? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. There you go. So um so yeah yeah it'll be it definitely it no matter what history was made the history is made i mean the fact that those two schools are playing each other is, is great um hopefully next year you know we we cause a wrinkle in that in that plan and you know we we get in there on the girls side i hear like a strength of schedule chant going on like out here what that's the strength of schedule they say come play some of the top dogs Mm-mm. i'm good with my strength of schedule for next year Romano said, "Come play a dog." I'm I'm good, man. You got some. I got 15 games. I'm good. <laughs> I got my 15 games. I got to go play Polytech. Well, they, actually, no, they got to come play us. Yeah. That's uh, right. Oh, oh, whoa, yeah. Whoa. They got to come play us. Whoa. You got to come play us, Soccer Dan. Let's go. Come on uh, up, Polytech. I mean, hey, listen, you're gonna have to play some teams that are foaming at the mouth. Come on up. There's some teams filming at the mouse that we want Odessa. Listen, let's 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 dive it deep, deeper in with Odessa with our interview for today. Uh so we 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 sat down with the uh with the five OGs. The five OGs. The five OGs um from from Odessa High School. Um these are five of the six players that that were in the original team from two years ago. Um, three years ago, whatever it was. Uh, it was 20, yeah, 2021, so two years ago. Um, no, yeah, yeah, it's 2021. Uh, so yeah, so from two years ago, so um, we'll, we'll we talk to them and and get some uh interesting takes on what they thought they saw of the season and the, just in general their history as a group and and their look forward to, into next year a little bit. So let's listen to that. So this this week, uh, I decided to do something that I don't know that I should have ever done, but here we are. Uh, I'm interviewing, or Duane is interviewing us, or however this is going to work. Uh, but basically, I have uh, five of the Odessa girls soccer team players here. This is a disaster already. Can we do a quick? Can we do a quick introduction? Because I can only see two and a half of them, or three, oh, yeah, two. Yeah. Or... yeah, we can. We'll we'll start. We'll start to my left. The only thing I'm going to ask all five of you is to not, 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 no, not only that. Don't like bang on the tables because then that like vibrates the microphones. <laughs> so uh, all right, so we'll start to my left uh, here. I'll move the I'll move Dwayne around so that way you can see. All right, well, you have to talk. It's oh, I was just waiting. Okay. Oh, hi, Dwayne. I'm Ange. Do we like oh G? Okay. <laughs> H H. <laughs> That's not a number. 
eight. Your name and the number. No, yeah, you said eight. eight. Um, Emma. Hunk. Lexi. <laughs> Grace. All right. Okay. All right. So all all five are here. It's hard to kind of position Dwayne here to make sure that he can kind of see everybody. Um, I mean, Dwayne, do you, do you want to open up with any questions? Yeah, I guess this is a question. I mean, anybody can answer this. Um, a lot of a lot of schools doubted you. There's a lot of been a lot of chatter. Um, saying you know you guys play a week schedule. What do you have to say to those those haters out there? Gianna, I know you guys. Okay, remember, Miss Gloria is listening. I don't know. Um, I didn't play last year, so I was kind of. I'm. Can I be? Can I be honest? I was with those schools. I was like, you know, I don't know how it's gonna be, but yeah. low, low key. As the season went on, it was kind of like, you know, we went into a into like games and teams had a lot of confidence, and at the end of the game, they got disrespected. So <laughs> I don't know if that's the word. I, I don't know if that's what I would say. <laughs> Backtrack. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we proved. Um, I feel like we proved a lot this season. We didn't play too many like hard, hard teams. But even the teams that we did play that were supposed to be super, super hard, we uh, we competed, and that's all that matters. I agree because we also teams like Dell Castle, where we got like destroyed last year. We like actually had a competition in St. George's. We went into double overtime after getting like destroyed by them last year. So yeah. I don't think they expected us to come back with like that much like power and just like be a like equal opponent mm-hmm. especially like we definitely competed with um like higher teams like we played d1 teams we competed like st george's they were number one for a really long time we went to double overtime also in a corner kick but like we still we still did really good we just messed up on a set play that's not anything that goes against us yeah i mean doing i'm gonna tell you what every other coach in the in the state says uh, you play the schedule that you're given, and within that schedule, this group was able to go 13 and two, which is which is pretty impressive. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, 13 and two is definitely incredible. Um, back to Gianna's comments. Just remember, we do have a lot of listeners in the the state, so um, if you feel disrespected, just remember, like next season, if someone comes back and beats you guys and says, "Yeah, that's for the podcast." <laughs> your, your words your words can be it uh, wasn't it wasn't your words okay. can hurt you just just giving you a heads up you know so if you're make predictions, you know you said you're gonna be the best player in the state next year we do you know we got some prominent coaches that have been on the podcast that will definitely um make you eat your words i think <laughs> yeah we don't we don't edit this oh. it's just yeah, it's whatever it's comes out straight whatever wow we keep it 100 Sebastian will tell you I'm one of the cockiest people, but like, yeah, you gotta, if you're gonna have some confidence, you gotta be able to back it up. Always. You gotta, you gotta, be able to, you gotta want the smoke. I want all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess my next question, you know, just going off of like all the success you guys had. And, you know, um, and obviously you look at the schedule, you look at, you obviously have the standings. What what motivated you guys when you played probably like a lesser team or like had a, a string of games that were like lesser teams? Like what was your motivation behind those games that, you know, basically, you know, you don't want to overlook an opponent, but you knew like it would be some of your easier games. 
I think one of the biggest things was getting people that usually don't play in a starting position or don't play like a lot of minutes to get in there, kind of experience what it's like to be on a varsity level and people who haven't scored before to kind of get up top and like give them an opportunity to score and just kind of be on the stats for the year. Um, even though we like knew going into it that it was going to be an easy game, just kind of like keeping some of the starters in there, but rotating more people in to kind of give them a shot and let them see like what playing like varsity high school soccer is. That focusing on more like technical things, like finishing up passes, working on how we're going to be like moving together as a team in different parts of the field. I kind of those games kind of helped us in a sense because the heart they were kind of like a build up for like the games we knew that were going to be hard to work on how we're going to be in unison as a team while we're on the field. So I think that was also pretty good help. Yeah, and going off of um of what Ange said, when we had those like not easier games, but like just like games we knew we were probably gonna be easier to go in. Um no, you're good. You're good. Okay. Um we kind of we were more encouraged, like I said, as a learning opportunity. Like I know, especially like when I was on the coach's side. Um, every time that there was a ball played back to me, I was just encouraged to try something different that I won't have a chance to do in a more competitive game where, you know, I don't have room to try something new and possibly make a mistake for the team. Yeah, personally, for me, my goals for those games were just if we were going to score, it needed to be a good goal. I wanted it to be like a not like an a pretty goal. Ugly goal, but like a pretty <laughs> goal, like one that had a good buildup and stuff like that. And I also wanted us during those games to be able to work on um, more technical things and like plays and stuff. Um, but I will admit those games do tend to get to me more than like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for me, for me, part of it was, so I, I think back the Howard game was probably a game where we had the most we were the most technical we had been throughout the season it's one of those games where the first half of it we did a lot right we might have not scored or finished the the chances that we had but we we did a lot right um but at the same time it's just i think it's a matter of um what you get out of it i think for me i'm kind of on the same boat with emma and and mike mike can attest to this on the sideline like i would get more angry at those games or I would get more frustrated and angry is not the right word frustrated at those games because it was, I mean, going back to what Andrew said, right? Like it was those moments to work on those technical things. So you, you had to rely on, on that technical ability because a lot of those teams sat super deep and they were hard to break down because they just sat in super deep. So it was when you're playing against 10 players inside the 18, it's, it's kind of hard to, um, when you have 20 players or 15 players inside the 18, it's, it's kind of hard to score a goal. Um, but yeah, that was, that was it for me. Um, I know Dwayne had to leave, but he might come back at some point. Oh, is he still there? He's there, but he's not there. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Um, what do you think, um, if you, if you had to go back to the beginning of the season and where you thought the season was going to go and how it ended up going for you individually, did it, do you think it met your expectations? It was, did it surprise you? Um, 
did you accomplish the goals you kind of had put for yourself in there? We'll start with Grace. I think it met a lot of my expectations, especially coming off of last year and everything that we did last year. And then having new freshmen come in that I knew were going to like do something. Um, it kind of met my expectation that we would at least make it to where we did last year, if not farther. Um, but, and I feel like this was the year that I definitely progressed like the most as like an individual player, but I feel like it definitely met my expectations on like going as far as we did and just like kind of accomplishing everything and kind of like banding together as like a new team. Lex. Um, I definitely, I think it went a lot farther for me. Um, I had high expectations for us and I was a little nervous, honestly, coming in because like the past two years, we've been such a small team and most of the time, like, I mean, most of us like grew up together so just to go from like a really small group to a bigger group I was kind of nervous about that on like a personal aspect I just didn't want too much to be going on but as the season like went on we were so strong as a group because we're just so connected even with all these new people like I'm friends with girls who I never would have expected to be friends with Emma Um, <laughs> it's like a family reunion happening right now. <laughs> oh. Um. Okay, I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Um. Okay. So. Oh yeah. Um. So for me to be perfectly honest I personally like for myself as a player did not have very high expectations knowing how I like basically didn't play at all in the fall and like I don't know it's been I don't know I hadn't been connecting with soccer up until that point um since like the spring um so I was worried that I wasn't gonna do very well um but I feel like I picked things back up faster than I expected um which was really nice um it was nice that we had some wins to go along with that um and I don't know I don't I'm not the type of person who like looks at the schedule or anything like that I just just go out there and play yeah I it I get on the bus, don't have to know where we're going. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Gianna? Um, I, I, I'm kind of with Emma. Like, I was very disconnected from the sport. I didn't know how the team dynamic was going to be coming in. I think that was for me. I worked very well in, like, a, you know, positive environment, um, fun environment. If I'm not having fun, I'm not going to do it. So I was coming in more like, how's the team going to be? So I allowed myself kind of like put my shell down and allow myself to like open up to these people, new, brand new people. I didn't know some people. And when I figured out how everybody works, how every individual works, it helped me play better. Because when I know the person, when I know how they play, it allows us to like have that like connection. So that was that. Now, the playing part of it, 
I don't know. It was it was a eye opener. Um, I I got humbled really fast, and I feel like that was a kind of like a a mental block for me. And this season was kind of like, how am I going to get out of that? And I did I did do it at the end. You know, kind of just had the mindset that it's like this is sport for fun. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna have fun. Like if I never looked at the schedules, just go out there and play. And the outcome is the outcome. But I worked hard so that the outcome could reflect, you get me, to so, here. Yeah. And you got a different season than everybody else, so. Yeah. So, um, going in, um, I had, like, expectations, but they were as high because you're, you don't know who's coming in. You don't know how they're going to play. You only know a select few and how they've played. So that was, like, that was different. And then getting hurt before the season even started, it kind of just was like, whoa, I need to take it down the notch. And then kind of just working through the fact that I was injured, but also being able to be there for everyone and being able to support even from the sidelines, like checking in on people even after games. After games, they thought they played a bad game, but they really did it. So just checking up on people throughout that and make sure everybody's okay, everyone is on the same wavelength. Because I feel like throughout the season, there were some times where we we were kind of distant and not on the same wavelength, which I think helping people get on that wavelength helped us play better and like talking through things that we needed to talk about, not just in smaller groups, but as a whole team. I think our communication as a team was much better from the last two years this year and being more involved with like talking to you guys when we're struggling I think was also a big factor for me because it was kind of like everybody had their own struggles last year everybody was not open to talk about their struggles I feel like telling even one person it kind of just helped people get the help they needed like even telling um Emma to check up on someone during a game because you noticed that they weren't doing so good. So having an, another person have a perspective, I think that was also a good thing that came out of our season that I had an expectation for. That I think we did exceed my expectation in the fact that we made it to the first round and we advanced to the second round. It doesn't matter that we lost in the second round. We did better than we did last year. It's all that matters at the end of the day. Because we came here to set a standard and we set the by heart for people who are coming in to follow us. So I think it was a pretty good season for us, even for me, even though I was injured. Um, do you think we did we did something different this year in the preseason? We spent a lot of time doing team building. Mm-hmm. Um, and even throughout the season, we did some different things that we've that hopefully I think will carry on for, for next year as well. But do you think um, – where do you think that played a factor in comparison to previous years? And even though we had two losses, I felt like – especially the St. George's one, I felt like it almost like – that game, at least from my perspective, I went home and I was like, all right, like that's like – yeah, it sucked losing, but at the same time, it's like we we, we prepared and we worked really hard for it. I think kind of showed on the field. Um and at the same time, the Del Castle game was almost one of those games where I do genuinely think that was a game that that I think as a group you needed to lose. Um, 
because if not, that that last like little push in the season wasn't going to be the same way. Um, you needed to be, you needed to get a game where you weren't the best team. You needed a game where you were gonna, you were gonna be basically in an uphill battle um, from the beginning of it. Because uh, even the St. George's game, I thought for 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 moments of those games, we were we were at times a better team. But but the Del Castle game was a game where we just we we got outplayed for the majority of that game, which is which happens. Um, so, but what do you think that team building stuff that we did, did it help? Did it not? And where did that kind of factor in towards the season? I think it definitely did help a lot because I feel like when we lost games like St. George's and Dow Castle, it kind of, it made not everyone turn and blame each other and go, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It kind of was just like a collective. We lost together. It's not somebody's fault. We lost as a team and there's things we need to do to better for the next game. And I feel like all the team building kind of made people build more personal connections on a more personal level and not just I'm coming here to play soccer with you, but I'm coming here to play soccer with you and because you're my friend and because I know like how you feel and like what's wrong when you're upset and just stuff like that. And I feel like being able to like connect on a personal level like that is super important in the game, especially when you're losing and you know that someone's going to react a certain way to a certain type of criticism is like super important because if that shuts them down, it's not beneficial for the team at all. And just being able to recognize like people take things differently and just having that team bonding to like see who takes certain criticism certain ways and just how people react to things and what people need when we're losing and when we're winning. I think it's just super important because it just like helps like winning or losing helps everyone not to like clash with each other and just kind of be like a united front. I feel like that team bonding, especially for our team, was essential it allowed us to open up and be our true selves and have everyone see where your true self is. Like we were saying in the beginning of the season, like when you walk on the field, it doesn't matter what type of problems you have with somebody. As soon as you get on the field, you got each other's back. Y'all are family. So I feel like that team bonding allowed us, like Grace said, to open up on a deeper connection and see who each other really was, how it feels when you're being funny, like how it looks when you're like upset, like, it was the, those mix of emotions. You see who a person truly is. And after that, you can act on that. You're not a team if you can't, like, connect with each other. You get me? Like, that's it's huge to know somebody as a person, especially as a player. And then I feel like it, it allowed us to not only be teammates, but to be friends. So after soccer, it's like we're still hitting each other up. We're still, you know, making plans, like, I feel like if we didn't have that, then it would just be, you know, once soccer is over, it's like, it's done. Yeah. And I think it was really important. Like the first, even like the first couple of weeks of practice, it was made, it was mainly just trying to get to know each other. Um, I remember like one of the indoor practices, we went over like how people respond to criticism and what to do when they're upset. And I think it was Grace who said like, she had a completely different perspective and it really made me like consider, Hey, like, there's a certain way I need to talk to people on the field. And Grace really like listens to me. There was one of the games, I think it was the St. Mark's game that um, I was really blaming myself for something. And somebody over here really like picked me up and I was able to play through it. And honestly, without that, like I probably wouldn't have done as good as I did. Like I think definitely after that, she really raised my spirit and I felt a lot better. Um, But like, Going, like, out of school, I still talk to everybody. Like, I see everybody in the hallways. I'm really close with everybody. If we didn't have that, it probably would be more of, like, a one-sided thing. Yeah. Like, just, like, one of, like, 
just a high and by. And that's like really uncomfortable for me. I like getting to know people more. Like even yesterday, we're all running around the gym having fun as a team. Like we're not like worried about anything. It wasn't quiet. Yeah, it wasn't like awkward silence. It was was (laughs) quiet. I feel like last year we lacked in that. It was kind of like soccer ended. Nobody was talking to each other. I think us five, we kind of made a contact with each other because it's been us five since the beginning. Well, she didn't play. So. <laughs> I mean, us four. She took a hiatus. She took a hiatus. I was still texting <laughs> everyone. Waiting for the celebrity appearance. Off and on for a little bit and left us. I feel like this year, it kind of just, with us five, it did bring us closer together. I made a bond that has been with Jillian. Um, I talk to Jillian every single day. I talk to her morning, night, and same time of the day. So I feel like with the team bonding, it kind of it kind of set people to start getting to know each other. It kind of like opened up to people being more comfortable around their teammates and not just being like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna sit at practice quiet." Like for say Priya, Priya does not talk as often at practice, but when I get home with her, she's telling me, "Oh, this and this happened with Grace." I was like, they're all good things about people. Like even with um appreciations <laughs> so yeah. even with appreciations she says that she is not comfortable sharing out loud to people which is 100 acceptable but she does notice when people do good things and she makes it a mark to even text them say hey i didn't say that appreciations but i noticed you did a good job with this this and this that's what's comfortable for her but I feel like we understand that about people and how they communicate their things. Not everyone is as open, but they have their way of setting a point or coming across. So I feel like everyone now has a bond with someone that they did not expect to have a bond. And I feel like the team bonding also, like when we're upset with each other and stuff and we like, we don't get along on certain things, it kind of just like at the end of the day, you're going to be here at practice. I'm going to be at practice. We're going to, we're both going to be playing soccer, the same sport. You're going to be kicking the same ball I am. And we're going to have to work it out before we play a game. Because if we don't set our differences aside and go into that game still being mad at each other, we're not going to play as a team. Because two, when two people are disconnected, everybody else is going to notice. And that's going to set everybody else off. So I think that definitely helped us work throughout our problems outside of soccer and not bringing it to the sport. So I think team bonding was really a big factor for us as a team. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you go, Emma, but I want to, I want to bring up one little thing that hopefully maybe potentially resonates with Emma, maybe at times more than everybody else. Um, I'm a big believer that, and, and I think I've told all of you this before, for me, soccer teams, it's unrealistic to be best friends with everybody on a soccer team. Um, we had 29 players. It's unrealistic for you to even potentially like all 29 people, right? There's there's not 29 people that I think I like in the entire world, um, let alone best friends with 29, 29 people. But the, to me, there's a difference, and I think, I think Angie hits it, right? Like To me, there's a difference between the idea and the concept of knowing that you're all heading in the same direction and can you find the common ground and be and enjoy the time around each other, right? 
um, to me, that's a big thing. And that's, I, I, it is something that we talk about constantly about roles and responsibilities, knowing what your role is, but at the same time, this concept that like, we're all on the same team, it's a family. There's people in my family. I don't, there's some people I like, some people I don't, right? Like, um, even, even from that standpoint, but, but I think that, but I think that's, that's part of the, the dynamic of a team. And we, we can talk about the team dynamics in a little bit, but Emma, go ahead. Oh yeah. Um, so mine was really short. It was just, I feel like what Angie said, what you said, like, and you too, Grace, um, I feel like it all like sort of connects in the broad statement that like, I feel like us getting to know each other, even if it's just on a surface level, makes it a lot easier for us to read each other in a way, which makes it a lot easier to play to each other's strengths or know when not to do certain things. And I think that's very valuable on a team. Um, Emma, where, where do you think um, the, and, and I'll put you on the spot first, but, but ultimately we had, we had, uh, seven juniors on the team this year, but the five of you were were the group plus Jasmine, who who no longer goes to the school. But um, but five of you were were in this in this group of of players that basically started out with just there were six of you, right? And you played, you, you trained a lot, and we had to get creative on what to do with yeah. six people. Yeah. Um, and Gianna was splitting down the track and things like that. So we would, we would, we'd end up with like five plays. Oh yeah. Yeah. You were too back in those days. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Oh uh, yeah. Grace was also splitting down the track. I, for, I forgot about that. Um, I almost feel like she was always there just because of, you know, Grace was mostly there, though. yeah. Um, but so anyways, regardless of that, where, where does that, not only is that bond, but where do you think that falls in from a leadership standpoint? within the team considering we do talk about that first year quite a bit um and we'll probably continue to do that long after you're you you know you've graduated and moved on to other things but we'll continue to talk about that but where do you think that foundation kind of allows then to have that con- those conversations with the younger players and where does that leadership kind of fall into um so Okay. Um, yeah. Can you say it again? Not the whole thing. No, no, no. So, where do you think? Where do you think uh, the fact that the five of you were here the first year? Where does? Where do you think that plays into the leadership role that you kind of fall into now as a junior and coming in going to be a senior next year with the team? Um, I feel like it's really nice because even though all of our roles change every year or even throughout the season um I feel like we all almost always have similar roles like not to each other necessarily but like um to ourselves like our roles are somewhat consistent they don't like go from here to there or anything like that and I feel like that um helps shape the idea of what other people might want their role to be or what they think their role might be. Um, whether it be like in an ideal situation or a not ideal situation, um, because we all range in like injury, uh, or even just like positions. Yeah. Um, so I think it's 
I don't know. It's kind of cool to have those guidelines. Um, but I also think it's nice to have people to talk to about certain things, like whether it be like um, an issue on the team or something like that. It's nice to be able to talk to people who you know are also probably observing or something like that or thinking about the same thing. So, um, Grace, what is that for you considering that soccer isn't your primary sport? Um, I think that it's mostly the fact that we had this bond, like as like all of us being original, I feel like it also comes into something for the team. And I feel like a lot of people look up to us, not because of our soccer ability. Cause I know that like my ability is nowhere near like the rest of you. And like, cause it's not my main sport. So it's not like, stop. <laughs> it's not, it's not a main sport. So it's not something I focus on all year round, but I feel like because of this position that we were in about being like the original, like starting a team made up only of six people, just kind of like, it kind of puts us into like a leadership role where people can turn to us and be like, Hey, I know you went through this. So like, can you give me advice on this? Or just like stuff like that. And I feel like just like kind of, or like, I feel like all of us can be like unofficial captains because not only just because we're the junior class, but because we started a team from nothing and from not even a team and being able to go through a season with not even having half a team kind of speaks volumes. And for people to go like, Hey, like, I know you struggled then. Can you help me with my struggle now? Even though the struggles aren't exactly the same, it's just being able to relate to that and be like, yeah, we started from nothing. Let me help you. And just being able to kind of like not only lead from like a soccer standpoint, but more of like a bond standpoint and just kind of be like, like help people realize that it doesn't have to come from something it can come from nothing and that some of the best teams are made up of nothing that just kind of like comes together to form a bond and just being able to build that has made us one of the best teams in like such a small time. And just because we like have stayed like so close together throughout this whole time and just being able to keep in contact with everyone. And even though Gianna didn't play last year, like we were all still in contact with her. So her coming back, it wasn't like, something new like she just kind of jumped right back in and it's just kind of like a pause and a play and just being able to for everyone to like kind of like look at us as this like beginning team and just build off of that to make a better team where do you think um process and re- where do you think the word process and the word result are different can you take a process but yeah, that's kind of what I'm asking. Like, where, where do you, like, ultimately from a, or let me rephrase it. Do you think, um, do you think the results were ultimately the the goal or was the process the goal? I guess it's, it's a better way of asking that potentially. I think the process was the goal. Are we talking about like from our freshman year or yeah. just current? Just in general, yeah having how much was it seven of us six six because we played six at times seven but usually six the process that that was the foundation if i could go back and do it again with 11 people i wouldn't because it's so much lessons that we were taught in that process and through that process now come the results the results was obviously i think 
now thinking about it, the, the, the goal was not the results. The goal was the process. But when you, you know, when you get out there, it's like, obviously I want the results. Yeah. But yeah, for the benefit, but now that you're like, you know, you think about it, you talk about it, the process was essential. Without the process, there would be no results. I agree. Cause especially building off nothing. Like when we started, we had four travel girls that played soccer before one person who played one season and one person never played before. And just kind of building off of that, like that process was like, like Gianna said, like essential to building our team. Cause without like having people from different backgrounds to realize that you don't have to be a travel player. That's already good at soccer to be able to build a team. And just like seeing that kind of made the process like people like realize that I don't have to be good at soccer to help build this team. And then because of that, we kind of made this process like fun and people realize that like we're building something new and we're going to go down in history as people who started Odessa as a six team soccer and just kind of using that to realize that like, yes, it's hard now, but it's all part of the process that's going to make us like a team that has now made playoffs two years in a row and made it past the first round. And because of that building process, we now have a good result. And I remember thinking like my freshman year, we started off with more than six, I think, but then yeah. as, like the season started, people just started leaving. So I just remember like, personally, I didn't know what the result was going to be. I didn't know if we were going to have a team next year. I didn't know if it was going to be the six of us, like what was going to happen. I didn't know what we were doing. And I feel like, like exactly what Grace said, like, you know, there was, what, four travel girls. There's a couple people that haven't started. Um, there's one person that has played before. Like, it's just everybody came from different backgrounds, but we all grew together. Like, we all went over. We all taught. Like, Grace taught me stuff. I taught Grace stuff. You know, Ange taught me stuff. Like, everybody here has taught me something. I hope I've, <laughs> I've taught somebody something. But I just know, like, the whole process was just growing together. It's the whole point of why I'm still doing this. Like I genuinely enjoy being here and seeing different levels from people. It's something that I'm not going to see in travel or if I do go further. Yeah. I think for me, for me, part of it was, um, it's funny you mentioned that the fact that like we started with more than six and ultimately ended up with just six. Um, I felt like, and we, we had a little bit of that last year as well. We started with more than we ended up with. And this year might've been the first time where we started and then we ultimately grew as the season kind of went on. But I think that's a credit to, to all of you, right? I think um, there's always going to be that potentially the intimidating factor now, right? Because you've built a you've built success from a result perspective, right? And a lot of the times, unless you're inside of it, that's all people have to go on, right? Sometimes it's really just looking at the records, which is one of the reasons why I constantly tell all of you is for me, it's about what how people perceive you as people less than what they perceive as the results, right? I want, I want people to talk about the girls soccer team as being a group of really good human beings. Right. So, so we want to be able to, we want to have that and we want to be approachable and all those things. So if somebody does want to play soccer, but they, they might have less experience, no experience, more experience, whatever it is, there isn't an intimidating factor of like, well, I can't go talk to Lexi or Grace. Like they started and all these other things and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like you should be able to go talk to anybody on the team and hopefully they'll be able to tell you kind of how the team is. Um, but that's always the, as a coach, that's always the scary part because you never know, like you, you have an idea what you're going to get, but you never know what you're going to get. And at times it's more about the numbers 
and making sure that you have the numbers and you can help people grow throughout it. It's hard when people start dropping off because as a coach, you're like, well, what am I doing wrong? That's always like, it goes back to that self-doubt of like, is it me, right? Am I doing something wrong? Which is people, the reason why people aren't coming back. Um, but I think, you know, one of the, do you have, do you have something? No. Just, uh, okay. <laughs> um, um, where, being a student athlete takes a lot of, of work. And I think for a lot of you, you do other things outside of just, just soccer or potentially just play sports. So how hard is it? Cause I'm, I'm somewhat older than you guys, but how, how hard is it to be a student athlete in general or just being a student now? And how do you handle and how do you deal with, with the hard stuff, right? The pressures and all these other things that happen throughout and where does soccer help or not help? I feel like one of the biggest things is like, I know I've talked to Lexi before that like sometimes balancing club and soccer and all that is like, it's mentally and physically taxing and just trying to balance like all of that together is, um, it's kind of difficult sometimes. Um, but I also think that being able to like have the bonds together and having like, you know, that like, because you're exhausted one day that like your teammates are there and they can see that and they're not going to like judge you for that because they know that there's a lot going on. And I know for me personally, especially because I do play two sports um, all year round that just, I know it took a toll on my body multiple times and I was injured multiple times, like the past like two or three years, but just being able to have like, my teammates and having them to talk to and be like, Hey, like it's okay to not play today. And it's okay to go light today. And especially Sebastian too, just being able to like, like for him to be like, you don't have to push yourself every day and you don't have to like go hard at both high school practice and club practice in the same day. And that like, it's okay to like be in tune in tune with your body and realize that like, sometimes you do need a break. We'll let Angie go because she had, she had, <laughs> and then you can go after Um, I think last year I struggled with the student part of being an athlete because I was a three-sport athlete last year. And so it kind of, being the athlete part took a hard toll on the student part. I, I kind of, I was lacking on that end, but I think this year, uh, I think reducing it to just one sport the whole year, kind of my time management, working on ways that I can manage both soccer and my time in school, I think has significantly improved because also working on my anxiety per se, it has gone, it has definitely gone down from last year. Struggling, um, I think management and what you can handle is a big part of that because you might think to handle gloves, which you really can't. You have to find your limit and you have to find a balance in between being the student and the athlete. You can't be one more than the other because in order to be an athlete, you have to be passing as a student. And in order to be like, you have to work, it goes together. You can't be doing one more than the other because they do work together. And I think just managing and figuring out what you can't and can't do and how much your body can take, how much your mind can take. The classic part. Emma? I'd like to 
let G this like oh this question gets me being <laughs> fresh, freshman freshman and sophomore year were the hardest years of my soccer student student athlete career whatever like soccer has always been like my escape you know you stressed out you know everybody has different hobbies I had soccer it was always just like that that athletic side but I prioritized soccer more than I did school so it was more like okay school you get home it's like I'll do it later it's always that I'll do it later mindset and my time management, we all know it's non-existent. So I was prioritizing soccer more than I was school. Then it hit me when I started like failing that I'm like, oh, like that's what made me, you know, back off from soccer because I thought I had to do one or the other. It's either you're good at soccer or you were good at school. And I was good at soccer and I wasn't good at school. This year was my turning point where I realized like, like, you got to lock in. So, school, I use soccer as my pushing point. Like, you know, having grade sheets, having, like, constant check-ins. Like, oh, like, next week I'm going to check your grades. I was, like, working all night. You know, it forces you to be a, an, a, a student first. Like, saying, like, okay, if I'm not doing good in school, I can't play soccer. And if soccer is my escape and then soccer is what I do when I'm, you know, and I can't have that, it puts this fear like, okay, if I'm not going to school, like, I'm going to lose that. I'm going to lose what I love to do. So I had to force myself to lock into school and so that I could play soccer. And when I did, it, it like, you know, it started coming together, you know, like, I got good grades, I'm playing good. I have bad grades, I'm doing bad in school, it reflects on how I play. So I like to keep myself at a good level now so that I know, like, you know, it's all about balance. That's what Ann said. It's all about balance. When you're doing good in school, it it reflects your performance. But earlier on, I didn't know that. I thought it had to be one or the other. My balance was very off. Emma? Um, <laughs> I was very moved by that. Um, <laughs> like, um, Okay. All right. Um, so it's okay. I actually, I balancing being a student athlete has always been very tough for me. Um, but that's only ever really been during the fall. Um, but even though that's when I do my like, not my main sport, um, it that's always very tough for me because. And it might just be because of the courses I'm taking at that time. Like, um, like during the fall, I normally end up with math courses. Um, and I am not a huge math person. Um, it is statistically proven that, that student athletes perform better while they're in season in their main sport than, than they do all season. Trends. <laughs> at least from a, college, from a college standpoint. That's it's, all about the, it's, all, it's all about the grind. I mean, yeah. you, you get yourself into a routine of something you like. I mean, obviously, if you're playing college, you obviously like the sport that you're playing. You're in that routine. You know, you eat, sleep, go to class, go to practice, play a game, study, do it all over again. It's all about that grind. It's all, I mean, I mean, 
you guys bring up great points. It makes it seem like you're really preparing yourselves for adulthood because even though, like, you know, obviously soccer stops at some point, I mean, you either go back, you coach, you take your kids to practice, like, you just get into that routine, just keep moving. And your your coursework turns into your, your day job, um, whether it's you're taking very hard classes, like some of you were talking about, maybe you're working a $100,000, $200,000 a year job, or if, you know, your classes are a little bit easier, maybe it's, you know, your first job out of college, you know, you're working at, you know, McDonald's or something. <laughs> and it's an easy job like you know that it sounds like you guys are doing a really good job preparing yourselves last work it must be uh some of the coaching you received in your uh previous previous times some of your previous coaches that's the moment where you like shout out like yo shout out to my coach you know <laughs> Emma said she was really performing really really well in the fall. So like you know, shout out to you know, you want to shout out to your coach that was in the fall. That'd be like now's the time. <laughs> I did get a very inspirational speech from a coach <laughs> that will remain nameless. Um anonymous, yeah. Um during the fall. And that definitely did help motivate me to focus on what I needed to focus on. Um and I also think that part of what I do that makes it a lot easier for me to keep my grades steady during the soccer season is because I know that after every game or after every practice, I'm going to be exhausted and just want to sleep. So during the day, I just try and get all my work done. Anything that I have like left, I just get it done during the day because I know I'm not going to do it at home. Um, so if I'm like, done with something at school I'm going to work on something else because if I'm already in there doing that during that time I'm going to use that time to also still work that way I can relax or sleep the rest of the time I think oh wait <laughs> go ahead I think that I learned like really early on um about like how to balance myself got out to doing um <laughs> so my first <laughs> my freshman what is he doing is he he's like, like <laughs> My freshman year, um, I still had soccer going on um, like during high school season. So there would be some days where I would have, you know, I'd have my high school, I'd have school, high school practice, and then I'd be going straight over to like my club team. So I had no time to go home. I didn't have time to go eat or do work. And half the time when I did get home, it was around 930, 10 o'clock. I still have to eat dinner. Like I just, I didn't have time for school. And it kind of just forced me to recognize, hey, I need to get this stuff done when I have a chance. So when I am, when I do have time at school, I'm working on it. Like if I finish class early, instead of just sitting around, I'm doing the work. And if I need to, if I have time, like any time at all, like I'm just, I'm constantly doing something because I know as soon as I get home, I'm going to be exhausted. I want to go to sleep. I think also for me, so I got a job the went fall of last year so I think that also helped me with managing being a student athlete because at the end of the day a job and also being a student at the same exact time is kind of being student athlete because you're expected here at a certain time the only aspect is being an athlete I'm not getting paid to do what I'm doing so at work 
you're expected to work a certain amount of hours. Because I was 15, I would work four to seven. Immediately I come out of school, I'm going to work immediately. And then when I get home at seven, it's shower, eat, sleep, repeat. So during school, anytime I get like a free period or like we're not doing anything, it's a chance I have to do all nine to six works. So I think that also helped me with like managing both because it was, I still had to thrive while working. And then I had to go into soccer, stop working and just have another two hour take on my time of the day. Even though I get home earlier than I would at work, it's still like I'm exhausted from the day. So I think that also helped me with like managing being a student athlete. Uh, yeah, I, it was good. When you, did any of you enjoy, like, did you play against a rival player this year that you really like? Maybe you grew up playing with this player or like their teammate. Was there like a rival player that you really enjoyed playing against this year? Chris Young. <laughs> <laughs> Gianna, I know who I know who Gianna's is. I had so many. You played this uh, school <laughs> twice. You played this school twice. Gianna, yours is from the school that you played twice. They wear blue and white. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I didn't know that it was a rivalry until that day, and then I, I, it's not like ever said like, oh, like I'm out for her. But then, you know, it kind of forms over the game. And then I just realized that I got like a bounty on my head. And that, you know, people's out to get me. Or you and just want smoke with everybody. I just want smoke. She wanted smoke they, brought, they brought the smoke to you. You didn't like you didn't like getting smoked. I, I, I didn't like that. So, you know, I had to handle it real quick. Yeah. So, All right, short and I got handled. But, you know. Okay. I wish this was a video podcast when I can show you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, Emma, what about you? Do you have a rival? Yes. Um, this Can person, I just, I can't. They're listening, so go ahead. Yes, they are. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a big turning point. We made Emma and Gianna go against each other in like practices oh. for a while. Now that actually helped. That was, well, I, was, I was thinking Emma was going to talk about that school down the street from your house. That player. From my house? What school is down the street from your house? Oh, you come from out, my, make, his house. From Sebastian's house. Make left. Oh, she seemed nice. She's really this was my biggest competitor. No, I mean, I think, I think, I, I would say that probably Emma had, Emma had really good matchups with, I mean, she was tasked with, with at times trying to defend some of the better players that, that we played in our, in our schedule. Um, you know, off the top of my head, it was, um, the number nine from uh, from Newark was right off the bat was was one of them early in the season. Um, then it was uh, St. George's, their their number ten. Um, I forget she was number eleven. My, my, yeah, um, Joyce, I think. So yeah, defending her, and then she had to defend Lily Phillips, which is one of the best players in the state. A couple of weeks uh, last week, so. Uh, that's no easy task either. So I thought, um, you know, I, I think, you know, Emma and I had this conversation about there's going to be, there's always that like little battle with a player and it's a matter of whoever ends up winning that battle. And I think this year she won more, more battles than she lost. And last year, I think it was the opposite. So there was some growth from that standpoint individually. Um, all right, before we, before we wrap up one last thing, any like fun memories that you had this year that like you want to share with, 
with everybody. Go ahead, Grace. Um, I did wrestle Gianna, and I did for her two times in a row. So <laughs> I just wanted to make that very clear. Um, pinned within 10 seconds. So. You fought the whole team. Just, no, I'm pretty sure you fought. I'm I did wrestle Emma, and I also won that. Thank you. No, I just walked in a circle. But I just want to make sure that John is well aware that she wanted the smoke and she got the smoke. I think Grace secretly wants to transfer just to play against Gianna and break <laughs> I would go for the teens, okay? <laughs> the bad one. The teens, one holding on by teens. That's what I would do. Oh, so if you see Grace in a different place. uniform next year, you know why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch out, Deanna. Watch me. I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> my memory was my slide tackle at St. George's. Yeah, that was pretty nice. I, I didn't think I had it in me. Yeah, Low key, my knee being taped up to the max. Double over and double overtime. I was exhausted. That you was chased like, her down like yeah, 40 no, yards. It was crazy. And then after I did it, I got up and I looked around. And anybody, I was feeling so good. <laughs> But that was my favorite memory because I don't know. I didn't think I had that in me. I, I didn't. I blinked and then I I don't know what told me to do it. But I just, I, your I mom, I your mom told you to do it. Yeah, it's Gloria. I, was, I like. I literally. She was playing FIFA. I, don't know. <laughs> I think my favorite memory. I don't remember which game it was, but there was so much going on, and. Grace was on top of Marissa. Emma was. It's okay. You can pick it up. Too much excitement. There's like a picture of everybody piled on. Exactly. So Grace was on top of Marissa. Emma was. Emma was doing something to her nails. Lexi was in the background. You were Brayden Sammy too. Exactly. Jonas in the background. Brayden. So there's like a lot going on, but everybody smiled. Everybody was happy, and Mike did a TikTok. You were also having a good time. You were like laughing. Oh, that was the AI. AI. That was AI. Yeah, and um, like, I think we're all having a good time. There's not there's a lot going on, but we were all happy and yeah. excited for the game. So I think that was one of my core memories. Also, another good one is when Gianna tried to do a bicycle kick. Oh and my gosh! Wait, she backed off. The first time, and then she backed off, and landed on her face, and the fact that she <laughs> tried again. <laughs> <wide open. laughs> So the fact that she went back for a second time is what got never been and it didn't really get any better in my life. I was practicing all night. <laughs> <laughs> and how'd that work out for you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sebastian goes, oh, you tried. <laughs> On this side. And my header. In the header for the opening yeah. of the season. Well, that, you missed yeah, that, was that was such a good goal. Yeah. All right. Like, I was so proud of you. Um, MLX? Market? Yeah. I, mine was the same as and um that game not that well that moment too but like that was like because didn't our jv team play first yeah yes okay so i just remember i think it was varsity sitting on the sideline and we were just like screaming obnoxiously just supporting everybody yeah. and that was like that was really fun because that's something like we haven't really done too much the past couple of years like we just haven't had that many people yeah. over there and then this year it was just like over. I'm pretty sure he got a little overwhelmed. It, it was a little overwhelmed. He got, but it was fun at the games. Over overwhelmed wouldn't be the word I would use. Annoyed. No, yeah, no, yeah. I I tried to. We just don't like that. It's what it is. But it it was really nice because everybody like everybody had blankets. There was food. Yeah. Des put the food in my face and kind of. 
Um, everybody was happy, smiling. Like we didn't even know pictures were being taken. And then all of a sudden we get this like Google drive link in yeah. our group chat, just like with all these pictures of us, like smiling, uh, those everybody's piled on top of each other. Me and Lizzie end up in the woods somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was just, that whole day was just so much fun. And then when we ended up playing our JV real estate, and they were cheering us on, like, the same support we gave yeah. them. It was just, it was such a great day. Emma, anything? No. Okay. No, I'm kidding. No, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> Emma was glad when it was over. I was ready to press stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emma got, Emma was happy when, when the season was over. Oh, <laughs> that was a favorite moment. Right there. Um, no, I think this is probably um, one of my favorite seasons of soccer that I've like ever played. Um, I had a really good time. Um, and what's your favorite? Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Okay. Um, so I think my favorite memory has got to be, um, hold on. When you lost to me in wrestling? That was my favorite. All right. All right. All right. I really liked appreciations um, because G was on the edge of her seat every time, ready to accept one. (laughs) Um, Oh, I had one in my head earlier. Hold on. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. I was was so hard to do it before. Well, if it comes to you before I wrap up, that's fine. Um, well, I, I do want her to favorite say, memory was North Carolina winning that chip and going four and zero. Man, it goes back to that. I, I Sebastian was also there for that. Oh, Sebastian was trying to throw one of the games. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to leave, and he tried to throw the game. <laughs> Another core memory is Miss Gloria always giving up. And saved the Diana's butt so many times. Wait, did you find your memory? I remembered it. Go ahead. Go ahead. The amount of times Miss Lawyer would push G away from her You got it. Go ahead, Um, I really liked when after the Brandywine game. Which one? Not the second. Okay, the first part. The um i really liked uh sneaking up on people and spraying them with the water bottle yeah okay i I don't know um it was a joint effort say how it is it was it was was a joint say it you know what say how it is he's yawning well, I mean, it's been over an hour, so at this point, yes, it really has. It's almost four thirty. Yeah. Doing again. See, this no. is yeah, so, all right. So, so, be, so, I, I want to say thank you, um, not only for for coming, coming, coming onto the podcast, obviously, but at the same time, just thank you for for a great season and a great three years. Um, in general, it's just it's just been really, really fun to to coach all of you. Um, and I'm excited to 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 get to do it one more time next year. So, Dwayne. Who are the kings of Europe? Should oh, be a man. Who are the, who are the uh, kings of Europa? The, yeah, Sevilla, man. They're, <laughs> they're back, Sevilla. baby. They're back. There's, there's only one competition that they ever want to play in. Yeah, man. They don't want to go. They don't want to go there. They don't want to go to Champions League. They're they're a uh, 
They're not a big dog. They're not a little dog. They're a medium-sized dog. That's right. They're Europa League. I don't know what kind. Well, I, don't, I don't know what a medium-sized dog is, but they're Mumford. Mumford. My dog Mumford. All right. I was going to say Carly's probably a large dog. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, in PKs, PKs four one. Jose Mourinho lost his first European final. Yep. In PKs. Yeah. Jose, man. Jose. Well, history is going to be made because Sevilla was either going to lose their first Europa League final or Mourinho was going to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's uh, that was big. And then next week is the Champions League final and the Conference League champion. Conf- don't, forget uh, the little, don't forget about the little pups. <laughs> Conference League. Yeah. Conference League is next week. Um, and then Europa League final or then Champions League final um, next weekend. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. You want to move on to a player of the match? Uh, you want to talk about the U20 World Cup? I think didn't your boys win. No, we lost. Y'all lost? Nigeria. <laughs> we lost a yum yum. Uh, you got. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lost 2 nothing Nigeria. Man. So you telling me that the it's. The U.S. has a chance to win the World Cup in the next couple of years. Uh, they got a chance to at least win the Under Twenty World Cup. Hey. So they play Uruguay. They play Uruguay next, which is a it's a big game. It's a hard game. It's a really hard game. Uruguay has a really good team. Um, so the United States. Colombia plays Italy. Italy beat England, and then Colombia um, had beaten Slovakia. Colombia is also really really strong in the Under Twenty World Cup this year. Uh, South Korea with a little bit of an upset over Ecuador. Um, Ecuador was coming in as a as a hot team. That hot th- were they a three? No, Slovakia was that three seed. Yeah. No, Ecuador was was coming in hot. Uh, Brazil beat Tunisia four one. So they're going to take on Israel, who are the Cinderella story a little bit of this of this uh, World Cup. They were the um, runners up in the under twenty. Um, UEFA League, UEFA, um, Conference League or, or uh, Nations League. No, 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 no. So the don't forget the under twenty play the play a um play the play the same team as the um what's it called the UEFA what the Nations League is it? No, 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 no. You're talking about the the league. No, I'm not talking about the league. Um. Talking about the, the competition, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the UEFA Nations League. No, I'm not talking about the league. I'm talking about the tournament. Yeah, it's called the Nations League. <laughs> Is it? I'm not talking about I'm talking about the, the Euros. Sorry, the Euros. That's what I was talking oh, about. Oh my goodness, Sorry. not the Euros. The under 20 Euros. Yeah, the under 20 Euros. Yo, so Israel competes in the Euros. So Israel competes in in the European aspect of it there. So so uh Israel under 20s. Uh, runners up in the under 20 euros. Um, played against Uzbekistan and they beat him one nothing. So now it'll be Brazil against Israel. Um, that'll be tomorrow, and then also tomorrow's Colombia against Italy, then South Korea against Nigeria on Sunday, and then USA against Uruguay on Sunday as well. Yeah, USA got some hoopers. I got some good. guys that are getting ready to go across that pond. USA, USA is good. Yeah, USA is missing some. Yeah, like. When Paxton Aronson can't come over because his team wouldn't let him, I think there's like two other guys that weren't allowed to come over. Yeah, it's big. You're still out here. 
hooping, man. Some guys yeah. gonna really make some money moves. Yeah. Um, all right, player of the match. Player of the match goes out to me. Saved this guy's life um in the parking lot at the Philadelphia Union game. What? Yeah. Um his kid was throwing a football and he's just took the soccer. And I was walking through the parking lot, and as Justin Romano said, we are a hand-eye coordinated country. Yeah. We quote him from last year. My Nothing. first reaction was to snag that football. Arms wow. a little short, couldn't get it, but saved that guy's head and you did someone said. Nice. Good for you, man. The guy was like, Oh my gosh, thank you. I was like, Yeah. I should have caught it. <laughs> I said I might I might be suiting up. You guys would be arguing that I should be suiting up for the, the Philly Green on Sundays. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, good. That's good. Good job, man. Way to you might get the fair play of the week then. Yeah, that's more of a fair play of the week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um right, I'll get the player of the match too. Uh I think his name's Kate Cowell from the US U twenty team. He's pretty okay. good. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, pretty fast. He missed a couple of sitters in their game against Slovakia. <laughs> Actually, he missed a really bad sitter against Slovakia. But uh he's been scoring goals the past their last two games at least. Um, very dynamic player, so he's good. Yeah. Shout out to Diego Luna too. Yeah, that guy's good too. Yeah, Diego Luna has been Diego, Diego Luna looked like he's been playing in the U twenty World Cup about 20 years <laughs> yeah he's the oldest 20 year old i've ever seen he looks yeah he looks 40. <laughs> tell me like with the tattoos and the way he wears it like the way his hair looks he looks 40. yeah you can see his birth certificate well he's like not like the nigeria player who uh apparently faked his own faked the club He's the only player on the roster. That's a smart man. And the yum coach yum. liked what he the coach yeah. said he liked what he saw. Yum yum FC, man. Um, he could at least came up with like a shirt and got paid, man. Because <laughs> that would have taken, think about it, in this day and age, you come up with something fake, but the only thing on that website is shirts, you'd have been sold out. Yeah. Well, that would have been the other thing. That would have been the next scandal. This guy was selling shirts and he can't. Can't fulfill the orders. Um. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my my player of the match to Luton Town. Luton. Luton. Uh, give it up to the Hatters. Uh, for making it to Premier League, man, and also a double player of the match. Um, to uh, Tom Lockyer, the captain of the team, who uh. Luck, uh, luckily, he's able to leave the hospital yesterday after he collapsed in the early parts of the game against Coventry. So, um, but yeah, Luton man, make, making it to the Premier League. Um, they were in third in the championship and they, they got to the final game and won in PKs. Um, really, really, just really cool. Really cool club. I think I'm gonna. That's gonna be my new my new Premier League club. Go Hatters. Um, They're about to sell out every single Premier League game. Like they probably already sold out all 19. So here's here's the thing though. I I was reading. Um, I don't know 
um, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to. Uh, well, I know they have to. They have like ten million pounds of renovations, including like the floodlights and the TV broadcast. Like they got to they got to open up some spaces for obviously to get this Premier League money. You got to have got to have TV in there, and the broadcast yeah. has to be wide end and. They've got to add some floodlights to get the right lighting for the TVs. They they got some additions they got to do. Yeah. But I mean, dude, you don't think you wouldn't buy a ticket just to go through someone's backyard? I mean, yeah. So they're they're apparently building a new stadium. So they're building they are a nineteen thousand seat uh stadium, but it won't be open until twenty twenty six. So um. It, it'll be it'll be really cool to just to see that team play. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to be able to actually play in the in their stadium. Um, they're playing in the stadium, so but I, I'm hoping they do. Um, and you know who their uh, who their goalkeeper is? It is um, Foster Ben Foster. No, Ben Foster is the goalkeeper for Wrexham. Uh, no, their goalkeeper is uh, Horvat. Yeah, that's right. Ethan Horvath. He's on loan from Nottingham so, Forest. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Well, so, Ethan we, Horvath uh, is there. I'll say this, Sebastian. We gained a, um American to the Premier League, and we lost three. <laughs> yeah, we did. At least No, at least, no, I think Le- or Lester has a, an American goalkeeper, but he doesn't play. Yeah. Um, but we lost at least three. Yeah, I mean, well, and Weston McKinney technically is not really a loss because he was not getting balled by Leeds anyways. He's bouncing. <laughs> he's leaving. He might he might stay in the Premier League. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, un- unfortunate that, that Leeds was relegated. Um, an unfortunate yeah, situation there. Oh, man, Weston might have been on the plane before the game kicked off. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah, and Tyler Adams was hurt, so that didn't help. Um, but, yeah. Brendan Aronson might be. And for Brendan Aronson, man, I don't know that you've done enough to get a move out of there. Like, yeah. No, I don't like, think so. Like Weston and Tyler Adams had a really good world cup. Obviously, no, I think, I think Brendan's going to have to stay there at least one more year. He's going to have to like ball out. Be nasty. In yeah. The championship. Yeah, for sure. Just score all the goals. Um, all right. On the same soccer history, June 2nd, 1982. Uh, Cardiff City's Ninian Park. Um, the Pope was there. Pope? Pope, John Paul II. Um, not to watch a game, but he was there to speak to some youth, um, some young, some young people. Um, thirty thousand were there to hear him to hear him speak uh while he was on a UK tour. So June second, nineteen eighty two, Cardiff had a Cardiff City's stadium was used for to host the Pope. Cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to have an entire stadium just for you to talk. Just to hear people listen. Yeah. All right, Dan Simmons, fair play of the week. Um, you know, mine is mine is going to be the anti fair play of the week award today. Are you giving it to Jose Mourinho? I'm giving it to Jose. Um, yeah, that's it's just like high level thinking right there. Yeah, I mean, I think he's I, still attacking this guy. <laughs> I mean, he 
He took off his medal. He said, I only collect the gold medals, not the not the silver medals. And he threw it into the crowd. He gave it to somebody. And then not only that. Wait, hold on. You can't throw something and give it to somebody. Did he throw it? Or did he, he, give he it? like he tossed it to somebody in the crowd. Um <laughs> place medal from the Europa League. Um and not only that, then he went to the parking garage and waited for the referee to yell at him. He wrote <laughs> I think he rode home with them. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, not, not a good look. Not definitely not a good look. So yeah, my anti-fair play of the week is to go, goes out to Jose. All right. Who's yours? Mine's going to enter Miami and Barcelona. <laughs> I mean, enter Miami just got rid of their coach. Well, they should out fills out. They, well, they, I mean, they, they're bad. They look like here. Here's their translation. They're like the Charlotte Bobcats of the MLS. <laughs> when you have seriously, you have a a highly prolific owner that everybody in the sport knows. Yeah, but they're not very good at owning a team. Yeah, and for the people who don't know who owns the former Charlotte Bobcats, now the Charlotte Hornets, that would be Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think you can. Enter Miami it. is David Beckham. I think you could compare David Beckham and Michael Jordan. Yeah. I think it's a fair comparison. Fair. Um, so Inter Miami and Barcelona are teaming up to prevent Messi, who is out of contract at PSG, yep. from going to Saudi Arabia. Yep. The plan is for Inter Miami to take the hit and sign Messi, loan him to Barcelona for next year, let him get one final season at Barcelona. And then Messi comes to the MLS in 2025, I guess. I, I will say that. So Galtier said that it was his last game at PSG tomorrow. And then PSG came out and said, it's not his last game. That's incorrect. I would have, if I was Messi, I would have been like, it's your last game. <laughs> you want to see who got pulled? <laughs> He's talking about Slatan style. I mean, listen, who do you think runs that team? I mean, hopefully not him. Probably Mbappe's team, realistically, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, realistically, like Messi and Neymar are going to say, well, Mbappe, you got them young legs. <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep it easy. But, yeah, I think that's pretty cool, though, to see two teams, well, three-team trade. Well, I mean, and, and also you're talking about the MLS being involved in that as well. Yeah, they got some, they got a pot of money that's stashed away. Yeah, so... Um, interesting. My not my not fair player of the week goes out to uh, Toronto FC. Why? That article I sent you. Oh yeah, yeah, Bob Bob Bradley, Bob Bradley and Signe and Bernadashi. Yeah, yeah. Or however you say his name. All right. We'll call him, well, we'll call him Bruschetta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. <laughs>